Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, we can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Travis Irvine. Hello, Ben. And Fernando. Hello, Ben. Thank you all so much for listening. We hope you're doing well out there. We have another interesting episode for mm-hmm. you today mm. as the world spins out of control right in front of our eyes. We'll try to get a grasp on this strange globe of ours to slow down the insanity the best that we can. However, the insanity continues to go absolutely haywire, specifically when it comes to defending our veterans and helping our veterans who put their lives on the line Mm -hmm. for us, for our foreign wars, as they continually get the shaft by those very people that prop them up and pretend to care until the rubber hits the road and then they throw them under the tire as if they're nothing more than roadkill. Let's start with this. The promise to address comprehensive toxics. That's a bill. It's a cleverly named PACT bill. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, this went to a vote in the Senate. This was supposed to be easily passed. The premise here is basically you put your life on the line. You got exposed to toxic chemicals. Your body is falling apart because of it. We're going to help you out just a little bit. To thank you for your service. However, Mm. certain politicians, specifically Ted Cruz and Pat Toomey, (sighs) did not seem to share that sentiment. Guys, I want to hear your thoughts on this before we hear from John Stewart and John Tester. Of course, Tester, a senator out of Montana, and John Stewart has been working uh, with uh, the USO Tours. He's been working for veterans for a long time, obviously a New York native, Mm. a man who was around on 9-11, a man who fully saw the impacts of what 9-11 led to. What do you guys uh, think when you see U.S. senators turning their backs on the people that gave up their health for this country? Well, it's more of the same of what you expect from Republicans in the Senate, certainly, and obviously a handful of Republicans in the House. Um, This is a bill that should have bipartisan support. It mostly does, and it mostly did. It was going to be on its way to Joe Biden's desk probably uh, next week if they had been able to get this done. But what this deals with specifically with the veterans is the toxic burn pits, these areas Mm -hmm. where you just have toxic waste of war and soldiers would have to be close to it for one reason or another. And so many of them were exposed that their 
medical bills. You know, we obviously have Veterans Affairs and veterans get health care through our, our government as as is required when they sign up. And the government, in theory, is supposed to give them adequate health care for the rest right. of their lives. But if you're a burn pit victim, much like um, the firefighters that John Stewart also fought for, who were there uh, on the in the days after 9-11, cleaning yep. up the wreckage of 9-11, same deal. They're breathing up all these toxic chemicals. So their medical bills are a little more, and by a little more, I mean a lot more extensive than just your run-of-the-mill veteran medical bills. Obviously, they're all important, but when you have when you are close enough to these burn pits or like the firefighters after 9-11, the lungs are just destroyed. And right. you you are just constantly, it's a battle against time. And a lot of these guys don't have the quality of life that they could have if they just didn't do their job, but they did their job. Right. And so the idea here is that now politicians need to do their job and you got to put in a little extra money. And in this case, it's a couple billion extra dollars. Same with the firefighters after 9-11. Mm-hmm. And you need to put in these billions and billions of dollars and you need to have it be a guarantee. And apparently, uh, according to the article, again, this is a John Tester and Jerry Moran out of Kansas, John Tester out of Montana. This is a bipartisan bill in the Senate to get these billions of dollars of medical care allocated to these folks. Um, The only difference, I guess, that Pat Toomey didn't want to – it's a technical thing – Instead of being guaranteed funds that would be funded every year for the next 10 years, he wanted to have it be voted on uh, every Ooh. single year by the Senate. Well, so fantastic. they say to be reappropriated, essentially. And of, and, of course, that makes all the sense in the world because the Senate is such a unbelievably, flawlessly functioning <laughs> right. institution that there's <laughs> right. no way that they wouldn't forget to vote or somehow have some mm. BS reason to not vote in the future. Again, we give $800 billion a year to the Pentagon. This right. is my money. This is Fernando's money. This is your money, Mr. Mr. Irvine. We pay taxes. And this is every single person's money. That is listening to this show right now. We're talking about $300 billion over the next decade to boost health care services and disability benefits for veterans exposed to what Travis just said, toxic burn pits in Iraq and Afghanistan. I'm going to be real with you. Does this surprise me? Absolutely not. Why? Because we have 40, at least 40,000 homeless veterans living in our country right now. You are 50 percent right. more likely to become homeless if you are a veteran because we don't have we don't have the support system for them. We don't have the support when they come back. And right. obviously, I mean, um, we've talked about the lawsuits with uh, protective equipment provided to soldiers. Absolutely. It's not adequate enough. They're getting hearing damage. They're getting brain damage from helmets. What, who do we care about one if the, it's not our soldiers? One of the larger scandals amongst all of the scandals that was the Bush administration mm-hmm. was that citizens had to provide adequate mm. bulletproof vests, oh my God. helmets for the soldiers yeah, that are going packages. over seas, in this case, to Iraq and Afghanistan. Again, where is the money going? Where is the money from the Pentagon going? And that, of course, is why we need to audit the Pentagon. It's not just a fun saying or a clever sentiment. It must happen because somewhere along the line, there's some grubby MFers getting in there, taking Mm -hmm. the cash that should be allocated to the people who sacrificed everything for this country. Let's play two clips here. Let's start with John Tester again. As Travis said, this is Tester's bill. John Tester, 
He's another blue dog Democrat out of Montana. He's a big boy, much like John Fetterman, an ugly man. They would be the the, the titans of the titan, the, the twin towers. If they were, uh, of course, professional wrestlers, uh, hopefully they wouldn't fall. However, John Tester, he's got a lot to say, rightfully angry and a man that uh, He's been fighting for this and fighting for the working class for a long time. And you know he's fighting for the working class because of his haircut. All right, let's play John Tester. And I'm going to say Republicans because they're the ones that flip. Republicans say, you know what? I don't have a problem with the cost of this bill, but I'm going to vote no because of some other reason whatsoever. That is political malpractice, and we need to hold people accountable. I'm going to tell you something. I have never, I've been in this business for 25 years between the state legislature and here, and I have never seen anything that's happened like happened yesterday. And what compounds it and what makes it that much more difficult is we, in essence, yesterday took benefits away from mm-hmm. the people who have been impacted by war that we sent off to war. Mm. And we turn our backs and say, no, we're going to find an excuse to vote against our veterans while we wave the flag talking about how great our fighting men and women are. So what's the path forward? The path forward is we need to hold people accountable. Mm -hmm. There are promises that were made. We heard them at the last press conference it was made, and I heard them from fellow senators, by the way, that said that the people in this group made a lot of phone calls right before that June 16th vote. Right. And we are going to back our commitment. Well, yesterday, they forgot what the commitment was. Funny what a month and a half will do. So we've got to get out. We've got to call. We got to have your friends in the military and veterans call. We got to have your civilian friends call because what happened yesterday is totally unacceptable. Unacceptable. And I can guarantee you this. I've been here long enough to know that if you want to find a reason to vote against a bill, you can. But the truth is what happened yesterday is they voted against the men and women who fight for this country that want to return back to civilian life and have a normal life. And not only those folks, but their families. Mm. We've got some work to do and we've got to do it very soon we've got to be very proactive and we've got to we've got to burn some shoe leather folks we got to burn up some phone lines we got to go out and make people uncomfortable and hold them accountable for what they promised to do and what they actually did do on june 16. if we're able to do that we can right this ship if we aren't then once again our veterans are going to have to go to the va and they're going to have to beg and they're going to have to argue and they're going to have to fight for mm. benefits that they've already earned. All right. Wow. John Tester out of Montana, rightfully angry, righteous indignation in the truest sense of the mm-hmm. word. Mm-hmm. So that's John Tester, again, a man who worked tirelessly to pass this legislation. And what John Stewart says coming up, I just feel is so powerful. Again, John Stewart, his daily show was so influential. Mm-hmm. It was powerful. It was... The first of its kind, of course, yes. John Stewart, he took over for Craig Kilborn. The Kilborn Daily Show was fun, <laughs> but it wasn't quite as poignant.
It was a little goofier. Jon Stewart brought an air of of class. He brought an air of truth to it. Of course, Jon Stewart used to go on shows like Crossfire and openly criticize <laughs> Tucker Carlson and right. Paul Begala. And he was a man who was known for telling the truth. And as we see, the truth and Washington, D.C. do not go hand in hand. So let's play this clip of Jon Stewart, rightfully, absolutely freaking livid. And as we live in this era where everyone wants to consider comedians to be the sages of our Mm. time, which they're not, Jon Stewart is an actual example of someone who puts his money where his mouth is. He's been working for 15 freaking years on this damn thing, and he is rightfully pissed off, and you can hear it in the way that he sounds. Let's play John Stewart. So ain't this a bitch? Yep. <laughs> ain't this a bitch? Yep. Mm-hmm. America's heroes who fought in our wars outside sweating their asses off with oxygen battling all kinds of ailments while these motherfuckers sit in the air conditioning walled off from any of it. They don't have to hear it. They don't have to see it. They don't have to understand that these are human beings. Do you get it yet? Do we see that these these aren't heroes? These are men and women, mothers and fathers, sisters and brothers that we just let stand outside in the heat when they can't breathe. I'm going to read you something. This, this is beautiful. This is a, I'm going to read you something beautiful. You know what? I said a curse word, and I'm sorry about that. That was my <laughs> fault. Let me say something beautiful. This is a tweet from Senator Rick Scott of Florida from yesterday. It's beautiful, and I'm sorry about the cursing, and let me say something beautiful to make it up to you. I was honored to join the USO today and make care packages for our brave military members in gratitude, in gratitude of their sacrifice and service to our nation. And there's a beautiful picture. I wish you could see it. He's standing with a little package. Did you get the package? It's I think it has M&Ms in it and some cookies. And some moist towelettes. I, I, I don't even know, honestly, I don't even know what to say. I've been coming down here 10, 15 years. I'm used to the hypocrisy. Christina Keene will tell you from BFW. They, she sat in an office with Mitch McConnell and a war veteran from Kentucky, and he looked that man in the eyes and he said, We'll, we'll get it done. <laughs> <laughs> and he lied to him. Because Mitch McConnell yesterday flipped. I'm used to the lies. I'm used to the hypocrisy. Senator Pat Toomey won't take a meeting with the veterans groups. Sends out his chief of staff. I'm used to the cowardice. I've been here a long time. Senate's where accountability goes to die. Mm. These people don't care. They're never losing their jobs. They're never losing their health care. Pat Toomey didn't lose his job. He's walking away. God knows Mm. what kind of pot of gold he's stepping into to lobby this government to shit on more people. All right. 
Wow. So, uh, again, if we can't get together to defend uh, our service members, the men and women that fought for this country in two wars that were run horribly Mm -hmm. uh, from top to bottom, for those that weren't around or uh, politically salient yet during the initial invasions of Iraq, George W. Bush getting on the naval vessel saying, mission accomplished. That was just the very freaking beginning. It was urban warfare at its worst. Afghanistan was warfare that we've never seen before. And these people were caught literally in the crosshairs of the enemy. And now the enemy is indeed the Senate Republicans who voted against them. Also, John Stewart talks about Rick Scott. Rick Scott known for being a total and utter scam artist. Uh, Many people, according to ProPublica, have called out Rick Scott, accusing him from benefiting from a tax hole loophole, a tax loophole, rather, instead of taking action to close it. Rick Scott is one of the wealthiest senators, and he uh, is just the epitome, again, of cowardice and hypocrisy. Now, Rick Scott is turning his ire not to righteous indignation because we don't take care of our troops, because we don't take care of the people who are the most vulnerable uh, amongst us. He is taking his rage and he is yelling at the woke corporations (laughs) that are evidently running our lives. Let's switch focus a little bit here. Let's talk to Santos. Let's talk Rick Scott. We're in the ding dong state of Florida. Yay. But it's just unbelievable that these supposed small government conservatives are actively taking on corporations because they don't agree with their air quotes woke ideas. And again, there is no such thing, as we talked about in the last episode, as a progressive prosecutor. Mm-hmm. And there is no such thing as a woke multi billion dollar international business. Exactly. <laughs> It doesn't work. Right. There's no way. (laughs) Disney is woke. What are we talking about? And we'll also discuss what's going on in Alabama regarding child slave labor. But let's play this clip of Rick Scott talking about this new socialist America. And again, when they say socialist, that's a euphemism for helping out our veterans. (laughs) For doing any good. It's not socialism. (laughs) You freaking morons. So let's play Rick Scott talking here again, trying to get some political clout. We want to control our lives. Woke government-run schools. Woke government-run healthcare. Woke government-run media. Woke government-run everything. In their new socialist America, everyone will obey and no one will be allowed to complain. If you do speak up, boom, you're going to be canceled. Boom. Your views, if they don't conform to big tech or Fauci or Neil Young, you're going to be taken off of Spotify, YouTube, Facebook and Twitter. The modern left in America are the modern day version of book burners. Also, I just love that he got Neil Young in there because I don't know if Neil Young really moves the needle for most people. Also, when it comes to book burning, the vast Mm -hmm. majority Mm -hmm. of books that are being banned from libraries are because conservatives are upset that they might show two men kissing Mm. or two girls having a conversation that isn't just about sewing. (laughs) So, again... The hypocrisy, the deflection, 
socialism is when Rick Scott doesn't close the tax loopholes that he benefited from and is able to get all of the money that is supposed to go towards the government to perhaps fund our soldiers when they come back from war. He is indeed living off the government teat far more than anyone Mm -hmm. else in this country. How much money does this person need? Right. It's a point you hear Bernie Sanders make a lot where it's the Republicans love socialism when the money is going to them and their rich donors and the lobbyists and the connected corporations and special interests. They don't like when they have to give billions of dollars to veterans like this situation we saw with with this PAC bill, um, which, again, going back to that real quick, it passed 84 to 14 back in June. That's right. why Tester and Jerry Moran and all these, you know, again, bipartisan folks are so ticked about this because it was fine in June. It went to the House. They made a minor change. It came back to the Senate. And then just out of nowhere, all these Republicans, including Rick Scott, started flipping their votes. And then, of course, just to make matters even even worse, as I, I sent you guys this clip before the show, Ted Cruz and Pat Toomey, these fellas, they're fist bumping each other on the Senate floor for mm-hmm. killing this bill. For not allowing, quote unquote, socialism to run rampant when really, again, it's billions of dollars going to veterans who deserve this money, who need this money so that they have proper medical care and a proper quality of life. That's all people like Tester and Jerry Moran and John Stewart are talking about. And then you got mm. ass clowns like Rick Scott. Again, it's socialism for me, but not for thee. They don't want to call it that, obviously. But at the end of the day, them and their wealthy, connected campaign contributors, the special interests, they're getting plenty of loopholes. It's more than loopholes. They're getting uh, buybacks, stock buybacks with government money. I mean, they are sucking on the government teat harder than anyone else. Absolutely. So what is the motivation? Like, I'm just, I mean, I, I, I don't question conservative thought at this point, or I don't question their thought in this at this point, but is it, do you think they're actually lining their pockets or yeah. it's more like, so mm-hmm. they're going to straight kick back from this. Yes, and that because is the goal. right now, large corporations, they write the legislation that is then passed by the Pat Toomey's of the world, which is why John Stewart pointed out as soon as he leaves office, mm, that's right. the yeah, big thank yeah. you. Yeah, that's right. the big reward. The pot of gold comes after because you already set it up for us. Exactly. Now I understand. Right. Also, right. When, it, when it comes to book burning, I want to point out again that the vast majority of books that are being banned are from the conservatives are banning these books, specifically one called Lawn Boy, which who doesn't love a good lawn boy? I love a good lawn boy. Absolutely. (laughs) Mow my lawn. Get off my lawn unless you're going to mow it. Right. Right. That's what I would say. Are you an employee? (laughs) So the reason that this book is being banned, this is according to a person who wants the book banned. They say, in addition to the aforementioned sexual passages, Lawn Boy was found to have contained 44 fucks and 42 shits. Oh, Um, But if you listen to a Donald Trump speech, there's like 48 (laughs) fucks, 49 shits, and then there's a couple of different words that he just makes up randomly because he forgot how to speak. And constant snorting from all the Adderall. Absolutely. You got to stay awake. So anyway, again, the hypocrisy. 
uh, when it comes to Rick Scott saying that we're living in some bizarre world where the left is excluding the right from being able to read the books that they want to read. Meanwhile, we have people like Justice Alito actively talking about bringing a theocracy to the Supreme Court, Mm -hmm. saying that, oh, my God, people are being mean to Christians. That's what happens when you take away people's rights. It's just unbelievable. Of course, that Lawn Boy book is different from the Pool Boy book that uh, Jerry Falwell Jr. and his wife really are trying to ban. It's the tell-all story of their pool boy and all the spicy splish-splash they made. Oh, mamacita. Well, indeed. That would be an exciting read. I love a book that comes wet. Uh, Isn't that nice? (laughs) It already comes soaking wet. (laughs) Well, as we have Rick Scott uh, taking or, or exploiting tax loopholes. We also, on the other side, have people like Nancy Pelosi, which is why everyone is so freaking pissed constantly. We're going to get to this Hyundai story in Alabama here in a second when it comes to workers' rights. We need to have more of those. But we just found out Nancy Pelosi's husband, which is Nancy Pelosi, because they're one, (laughs) they're together. When he's drinking and driving, it's like she's drinking and driving. Pelosi's husband sold off up to $5 million worth of a chip maker stock. NVIDIA. Ahead of a semiconductor bill vote. So you ask, where does the money come from? Why did they get it after their terms are done? Or why are they allowed to get it during their term if their partner is the one who is doing the dumping it is because again they have inside information and they act accordingly this is why people are so unbelievably upset the anger is so palpable but again the people that are promising you that they're going to solve the issues like rick scott ron DeSantis, are the same people who are doing this exact same stuff but they just lie to you about it slightly better Right. I mean, the CHIPS Act is that's a very interesting scenario because it was bipartisan. It was being held up by Republicans. Um, Basically, the CHIPS Act was fifty two billion dollars going to be injected into uh, the chip industry. The chip making industry is going going to big companies like Intel, for example. Intel is supposed to be building up a big two billion dollar, twenty billion dollar plant in Ohio at some point. But they were even saying that they couldn't break ground. Until the chips bill passed. So you had bipartisan support from like Mm. Ohio senators, Democrat Sherrod Brown, Uh Republican Rob Portman. They both were supporting it. But Mitch McConnell kept trying to kill it because Democrats had been able to shove what he called special Democrat projects, funding for other things into the bill. That's why it was almost killed. So that's why it's it's pretty amazing that now that it has been passed and it will be law Nancy Pelosi and people like her who, again, they're still allowed to trade stocks and whatnot while they're serving in Congress. Mm -hmm. They're now cashing in on the bill. And so it's just it's It's a double dip. It's a double Mm -hmm. dipper. It's a sad scenario where you have some bipartisan bills get killed and it hurts the veterans like with the pact bill. Yes. And then you have some bipartisan bills like the chips bill finally go through and then it turns out a bunch of them are cashing in on on the back end anyway. It's disgusting. Also, just for some comparison, the Senate voted to pass a two hundred and eighty billion dollar chips and science act a package of subsidies and research funds to increase American competitiveness in the semiconductor uh, and advanced technology area but unreal do they even need this money aren't these very She's wealthy rich. corporations so well rich. not her she doesn't need it but also these corporations do they need a socialist government payout 
Well, that's what the case that they made. They said that if the U.S. isn't going to give it to them, then the European countries are ready to. And keep in mind, most of uh, the semiconductors being made right now are made in China and in Asia. So the idea is if we want those companies here, if we want those jobs here, guess what? You got to play by the company's rules. And the companies like Intel made it very clear. I mean, Lord knows Ohio taxpayer dollars are on the hook too. The, the taxpayer dollars of Ohio, they're forking out $2 billion to get the $20 billion Intel plant into Ohio. So it's it's a similar deal. Unfortunately, this is just how the game works at this point, that if you want this business, you want these jobs, then your your government has to put forth some type of investment to get them to be here. Because if not, guess what? Europe wants it. And Europe is putting up plenty and plenty of euros. Well, as we saw with the Foxconn deal and multiple other deals across this country, whether it be an Amazon warehouse or whatnot, a lot of times there's not great jobs to be created. A lot of middle right. middle um, a lot of minimum wage jobs. And as we know with Walmart, for example, mm-hmm. Walmart employees oftentimes take government subsidies because yes. they don't get paid enough. And the only amount of money that they have allowed because of the because of the money that they have, they're only allowed to shop at places like Walmart. It's this disgusting race to the bottom. And Walmart gets subsidies for employee for having employees that get government support. So that explains some of the rage that we heard from John Tester, John Stewart, and millions and millions of Americans. Again, as the Senate just passed a $280 billion bill, the Chips and Science Act. And as we saw with the said men, with the aforementioned Foxconn deal, very few jobs were created. And it just ended up costing the state of Wisconsin far more than what they're getting back. But nonetheless, the late Scott Walker total piece of crap he can go out and say look at i'm making jobs i'm creating jobs and he isn't creating nothing but more money in his pocket across america bp supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing jobs like updating turbines at one of our indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the gulf of mexico It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Let's move on to Alabama. You would, again, man, just because it's 2022, it does not mean we're making progress. (laughs) We are regressive in every sense of the word. Children as young as 12 years old have been discovered working at a Hyundai-owned metal stamping plant in Alabama. Whoa. Isn't that unbelievable? As inflation inflation soars, (laughs) costs go up. Pays going down. Now, if you're an adult, you've got to compete with the needs of a 12-year-old who is willing to work for Pokemon Go, (laughs) different kinds of things that a 12-year-old might want. I would assume that they're not that concerned about health insurance because Uh when you're 12, you can basically fall from an eight-story building, land on your feet, and go on to the next project. The factory estimated that there were as many as 50 underage people that have been employed at the facility. Uh, 
This is according to an expose discussing the exploitation of child labor at the Hyundai subsidiary factory in a small Alabama town of Luverne. The children were not attending school. They were spending their days instead working in the Hyundai-owned factory. So when we have people like Governor DeSantis targeting woke businesses Mm -hmm. who are imposing their ideology on the economy, is that what they mean? That these businesses simply don't want to have 12-year-olds working at them? Is this the conservative dream right now? Is this Rick Scott and DeSantis' goal to get kids as young as 12 working on those cars so that they can be more affordable for DeSantis and his friends? It is unbelievable. Uh, I mean, unbelievable, but also slightly believable, given everything we've learned about this new Republican class of of politicians. I mean, these are the policies they believe in. They probably see it. You know what? Just in the same way old mean Gene Schmidt, our representative there in Ohio, sees children who get raped and pregnant. She sees that as a, a gift and an opportunity. I'm sure the Alabama politicians there think that this is a gift and opportunity for 12-year-olds to really learn more about the workplace and the economy. I also want to talk about whose kids these are. Ah, uh, Guatemalan migrants. Right. Many of them Guatemalan migrants. Wow. Uh, they work at the Smart Metal Stamping Plant in Luverne, Alabama. Metal Stamping Plant. So according to Pedro Z, the father of a soon-to-be 14-year-old girl, he confirmed to Reuters that she and her two brothers aged 12 and 15, were not attending school, and they were working at the plant. Wow. Tabitha Moultrie, 39 years old, a former smart employee, told Reuters that the plant relied on migrant workers to keep up with the high demand and remembered working with a migrant girl who looked to be 11 or 12 years old. This is 2022. Slave labor. You're literally. 39 years old. You look over and you're like, that's an 11 year old. What wow. the hell is going on in your brain? This and is a, horrifying. An 11 year old with no social security number. So this is this is literally an invisible child, a, a, a perfect slave for absolutely these evil corporations. Wow. It's a, it's unbelievable. Of course, Hyundai, they're not struggling for cash. <laughs> they don't need to hire migrant workers. It's just Wow. So uh, this is what Hyundai said. They said, we do not support or tolerate illegal employment practices at any Hyundai entity. We have policies and procedures in place that require compliance with all local, state and federal laws. But as Fernando just said, these people aren't on the books. They're invisible. Yep. Right. So from the fields to the factory, slave labor still thrives. And it yeah. relates to everything we just talked about earlier with a uh, pocket lining and and how do they how does how do they get away with this? Well, it's a Hyundai owned subsidiary, so it's mm-hmm. not actually Hyundai. They use loopholes, they use tax loopholes, they use employment loopholes, so that now Hyundai basically can just distance itself from this. There, right. there, there will be no damage done to Hyundai. The company will just go under. All these people will lose their jobs. This factory will yes, go under. This, yes, this, yeah, this factory is going to go under. These. This company's workers are going to lose this job. Hyundai, it you know, it's a a few million dollars a slap on the hand. Maybe mm-hmm. people won't buy their cars for a few years. Oh, they don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> right. Again, this is the the ironically named smart factory, and the reason that this has come to our attention is because that one of these girls has gone missing. 
Wow. So oh, we've talked no. about we talked about this on the last episode with the 10-year-old girl that was raped uh, in Ohio and then the year before the 10-year-old and the 13-year-old. Right. These are the people that fall through the cracks, and these are why we need social programs to mm-hmm. to caulk those cracks so that these people can have the human rights that they deserve. Because this country, we pride ourselves on freedom, and we need to start living up to that for a hell who? of a lot better than what we're doing now. For who at this point? The soldiers aren't protected. Women aren't protected. People right. seeking asylum, you know, legally. Well, again, asylum is not illegal immigration. They're different. These Guatemalan people were probably here through asylum. Who are we? Who, Ben? Who? And, of course, Matt Gates. Let's not forget Matt Gates, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Paul Gozer, all of those scumbags that we talked about last episode who voted against uh, outlawing human trafficking right. under the right. guise that it's going to lead to a bunch of illegal immigration they also know for a fact that without illegal immigration you don't get free 50 children to work for peanuts Mm -hmm. at a damn factory in alabama so it is again the hypocrisy is insane but don't worry if your governor ron DeSantis, he doesn't care about any of that he's more upset with corporations that he calls woke DeSantis said he is sick of corporations, quote, imposing woke ideology on the economy. And he says, quote, it's become one of the most prevalent and biggest economic actors in the country. He listed examples of Wall Street banks, major asset managers and big tech companies. Mm -hmm. Whatever happened to small government conservatism? This is such an unbelievable, again, DeSantis overreach which is something he needs to start doing to his wife more so he can smile just a little bit. It's just, what do you think, Travis? I mean, it's, again, you got Rick Scott yelling about book burning and book banning when we know the conservatives are doing it. You talk about DeSantis, he's trying to clamp down on corporations for being woke when we know, again, to your point, he is just going after anyone that doesn't match his ideology. And that includes companies. He's going to be actively to your point, again, using big government to run companies out of Florida. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is, again, this is the policy and the hypocrisy we've come to be used to with this new uh, Republican party nationwide. I mean, in Ohio, Uh, 10 year olds can get raped and they can get pregnant and they are going to be forced to carry the babies to term in Texas. You have kids who get murdered in schools and their leaders do nothing. The AG there, I think, said it was all part of God's plan. And now in Alabama, another Republican run state. To your guys's point, these kids are falling through the cracks and now they're being completely exploited at a corporation's win while someone is lining their pockets. Someone is lining their pockets in all of these situations and they're not protecting the vulnerable. They're not protecting family values. Right. They're not living up to what this country's supposed to be. Absolutely. And to make a disgusting statement here, it's going to come from my brain all the way to my mouth. You wonder if those kids in Alabama were safer at the metal stamping plant than they would be in school, which is disgusting. So what this is going to do in Florida, this is what the governor wants to do. It would prohibit the state board of administration's fund managers from investing the state's money 
based on political factors, oh, wow. which is not at all what economics are supposed to be about. <laughs> right. Theoretically, they are supposed to be apolitical. You're supposed to just look at the bottom line and try to do the best you can, I suppose. But now if you're, I don't know, say anything bad against DeSantis or his Republican acolytes, all of a sudden the hammer is going to come down like he's a dumpy Thor, totally immoral. <laughs> and of course, if he was supposed to pick up Thor's hammer, he definitely doesn't have the goodwill to do it. So it's just hypocrisy at the highest level. It's it. The, what bothers me so much about the corporate power thing is that it's so smartly written because it's written in a way where it sounds like it's protecting religious freedom. It's protect. It's protecting people from discrimination. Uh, but in reality, it will only be enforced to protect a very specific ideology. Absolutely. It's right. minority rule at its worst. Well, speaking of religion and speaking of minority rule, the Supreme Court. Mm. Holy hell. Samuel Alito, he was in Rome. He was meeting with the Pope. God (laughs) knows what that conversation was like. He decried what he is calling, quote, a growing hostility to religion. Hmm. The Supreme Court supposed to be apolitical. Leave your religion at home, would you? And just please, God, look at the Constitution, look at precedent and decide accordingly. But as we saw with the abortion ruling, this court, it's very emotional. And they wear their emotions on the sleeve and they wear their uh, ideology uh, on their little (laughs) robes. And it is dangerous to this country because, again, speaking of minority rule, there's nothing greater uh, than the strong religious right that doesn't make up much of this country. But holy hell, do they have their foothold in American politics? Samuel Alito in a 35 minute speech. He gave it on my birthday, July 21st. Oh, that's a great He criticized Boris Johnson. He criticized Emmanuel Macron. He criticized Minister Justin Trudeau, saying that uh, because they came out and they said, hey, we don't really agree with your abortion ruling. He criticized them. He's being a snarky asshole. And again, Hmm. he is just being so overly political. It hurts the court. It hurts the court's reputation. It hurts everything the court does, because if they want to play in these political waters, then no one will believe what they say at all, because we currently have a world where some people don't even believe the elections are real. Mm -hmm. It's like arguing with flat earthers. And if he wants to politicize or they already have, they politicize the Supreme Court. That's the beginning of the beginning of the end of the institution. Right. The very institution that. Three out of the nine, again, were appointed by a uh, a fraudulently elected president, you could even say. I mean, obviously, Trump did win the Electoral College, but... Uh, it, he lost whole, that popular. He sure lost the popular. And then, of course, I mean, the entire presidency was marred with what... Uh, Historical experts will can only call controversy, I think. Controversy. <laughs> All that's right. pretty much, that's a good way to highlight it. All right, let's play this sound of Supreme Court Justice Samuel Alito. And he is he's naming names and he's saying, This is who I'm mad at. Uh, it's just fantastic. <laughs> it was unusual for me that sort of a diplomatic impulse came upon me, and I said to oh. myself, You're an American judge. And what business is it of yours to criticize decisions that are handed down by foreign courts? I've had a few second thoughts over the last few weeks since I had the honor this term of 
writing, I think, the only Supreme Court decision in the history of that institution that has been lambasted by a whole string of foreign leaders <laughs> who felt perfectly fine commenting on American law. One of these was uh, former Prime Minister Boris Johnson, but he paid the price. <laughs> Post hoc ergo propter hoc, right? <laughs> Applause. But break. others are still yeah, are still in office. President Macron and uh, Prime Minister uh, Trudeau, I believe, are two. But what really wounded me, what really wounded me, was when the Duke of Sussex addressed the <laughs> United Nations and seemed to compare the decision whose name may not be spoken with the Russian attack on Ukraine. All right. So hmm. it is indicating how little they care about what they've done to this yeah. country. Mm -hmm. It is just there for applause lines. Of course, he's referring to overturning Roe v. Wade. Right. Precedent for 50 years. He just says it like it means nothing. And he says it to applause. Of course, ironically enough, he's not in America right. talking. Right. He's in Rome. <laughs> right, 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 right. Why are you there? You're a U.S. Supreme Court justice. Apparently, you pride yourself on that. Why are you not in America then? Why are you speaking to Rome, to the people of the Vatican? Get out of there. He also says something that was triggering. I put my diplomatic hat on. You're not an Eflin diplomat. You're a right. Supreme Court justice. That's right. It's no like hats. Only robes. No hats. <laughs> no hats. Only robes. It's like that shitty song, Blurred Lines. And indeed, this man is acting like a coked out predator. <laughs> wow. It's insane. What bothered me, what triggered me is that he acts like America never has comments on every other country's laws and we aren't some sort of bully and some sort of, you know, oh, destabilizer, were... you know, in other countries. And also, let's be honest, we are leaders in the world and where America goes, many places we're follow. Setting the standards. We're setting the standards. So, of yeah. course, I don't care about Trudeau or Macron, all these pieces of shit. I don't care. They're all wealthy, dumb motherfuckers who As well, have yeah. their own issues. And that's for those countries to figure out. We focus on America here. But it's just... That's what you're talking about? Yeah, he's stupid. That's All what you care the about? Thing's so stupid. That's what I'm saying when I talk about how butthurt everybody is. Everyone, right. he's just sitting at home reading the comments, being like, I can't believe you're being mean to me. <laughs> so you're a Supreme Court justice. You're one of those nine powerful people in the world, and you're getting your feelings hurt by Boris effing Johnson. Right, right, right. I mean, it's, it's, it's again, the detachment. Right. The fact that they're so out of touch with everyone mm -hmm. that that's mm -hmm. a very good point. Just the fact that, again, he's a very powerful man in this very country. Very powerful. He literally just wrote the decision that's going to impact millions and millions of lives. Half of the country, women's rights in right. this entire country. And yes, for him to just go out there on his little world tour. Making jokes in his little bow tie. Jokes, his little bow tie and, and addressing his spats with world leaders. It's just, again, so out of touch. These elitist, um, they don't, Alito is an elitist. I'm going to say it right there. I'm going to the say ego. it right now. The ego. The yeah, ego. All of it. it was, come on. Let go of my country. 
Please, Lord. <laughs> anyway, so thank you for listening to today's episode of Fury and Rage. <laughs> I was pretty I, mad, yeah. honestly. <laughs> I mean, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? We got child labor laws being broken. We got 50 migrants working in a Hyundai factory. We have these absolute psychopaths like Alito taking a victory lap for stripping people's rights away. We have Toomey and Cruz. Ted Cruz, who, by the way, his shoes have his name on them. Oh, my my gosh. Yes, and he would wear his special shoes when he would go and debate or when he was doing closing statements. (sighs) These guys are such bitches. We didn't even talk about Josh Hawley's little bitch ass writing a book (laughs) on manhood. That guy who would, he weighs less than a solid Kissel dump on a Sunday. Hello. Those are, those are big dumps. Those are big, solid dumps. Those are manhood. Yeah, right. That should be the book about manhood. Just a a book about your dumps on Sunday. But Josh Hawley, we all know, he pumped his fist at the rioters on January 6th in support. And when it came to them storming the Capitol, uh, to quote a Capitol police officer, Josh Hawley ran like a bitch. And there's video, there's video of it. He's yes. like, I got a gun. <laughs> yeah, he's got to e- get out of there. Exactly. So please, this must pass. This promise to address comprehensive toxics, the PACT Act of 2022 must pass. Mm-hmm. Hold Toomey accountable. Hold Cruz accountable. Listen to uh, what our man Tester had to say. He's got big old mm-hmm. Tester's. Because these people need to understand this is not a joke. This isn't like, oh, this is fun political games. This is not a fun effing political game, man. Good right. grief these almighty. kids' lives, right. literally. No, no, you're right. Kids. Cruz and Toomey were, were fist bumping on the floor. Yep. It's just, and I would be remiss if I didn't note, one of our uh, favorite candidates this year for Senate, John Fetterman, is running to replace Pat Toomey. So let's get that one done. Absolutely. Of course, Toomey resigning and Dr. Oz (laughs) not doing good. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All right. Well, just lastly, also, we um, the mansion in the U.S. Senate Democrats have struck a deal on some health care and climate and tax package. But we'll talk about that next week. We can get Mm -hmm. more in the weeds on that interesting uh, turn of events, though, for the Biden administration. Just lastly, this story, I didn't even send it to you guys, but I just found it to be the perfect example of America. There's a woman. Her name is Ivana Shatara. Oh, there was an execution to take place in Alabama. There was this dude in 1994. He killed his girlfriend. He's now being executed. She was kicked out of the execution chambers because her dress was too short. Oh, my God. So, oh, my God. It's okay. not, so it's like, yeah, you're allowed to watch live. Someone death. Die. Yeah, you can. No problem. But if we see your fucking niece, if we see your if niece you come in here too oh. fucking sexy, get out of <laughs> here. 
Wow, she's trying to pull a uh, Sharon Stone from Basic Instinct in the electric chair. That's hardcore. I guess so. So I read that article and I was like, wow, if that's not America, the Department (laughs) of Corrections said her outfit was inappropriate and too revealing. You're just about to inject a man with poison to end his life. And that's what you're worried about. Maybe she was doing it for him. She ended up having to borrow rain pants from a male photographer. Oh my god! And she had to hold them up with suspenders over her skirt or under her skirt, rather. And it's not even—it's just her legs. So it's a society where if you have the audacity to show your knee, you're kicked out. But there's no (laughs) problem with the state executing a person by injecting them with crappy chemicals that's going to take 15 minutes to run through their veins, course through their body, kill them slowly as they suffocate on their own puke. But the problem is this woman's shorts. I was like, ain't that America for you right now? So what's interesting to me is that she should have been there because obviously she knew someone or she's related to someone involved in the crime. She's a journalist. So, Oh my God. Because Shatara, she wrote on Thursday night, quote, I have worn this skirt to prior executions without incident. I've worn it to work. I've worn it to professional events and more. And I believe it's more than appropriate. The skirt was about 1.5 inches above her knee. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's a long skirt. So no problem with the killing of this black dude in front of a series of people. But God forbid this woman has a skirt 1.5 inches above her knee. I was like that article just to it just stood out. I was like, what are we doing here? This is what a theocracy looks like. Yeah, that's what yeah. theocracy yeah. looks like, right there. Absolutely. And no mean, one tell no one tell Rick uh, Scott or Sam Alito they're going to have to make new laws banning short skirts from death penalty executions. Well, you know, you know Samuel Alito and his cronies—they're wearing nothing but panties under those dresses. Women have to deal robes. with this. Women <laughs> that robes too short. I, I went to high school. I went to middle school, and in middle school, if the girl wore her her, she showed too much shoulder. Her right. skirt was too high. Instead of addressing, instead of uh, addressing the issue, they sent her home, stopped her from getting an education to, to have her change. Instead of literally addressing any other issue, talking wow. to the boys or blah blah blah. You know. And then they sent her to the metal stamp plant, probably. <laughs> oh. oh my god. Anyway, all right, everyone. Well, thank you for listening. Make sure you're make sure <laughs> you're America. <laughs> make sure your skirts are as long as the Supreme Court justice's robe. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to watch the death of a person. Because <laughs> I guess that's not the issue. Okay. Thank you all so much for listening. Take care of yourselves. Be activated, as uh, Tester was talking about. Man, what in the heck is going on? 300 billion over 10 years to help the people that's put their lives on the line for our country is pocket change as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. Call your senators. Get involved. Absolutely. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee.